Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'm John, the executive producer here, and I just want to let you know that uh, we appreciate you watching, and all of those of you that support us financially and just by having a good time here and chat with us. Uh, particularly, we want to thank our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, which are Rowan Parker, Drevian Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L. Thank you all very much for your support over the years. It's meant a lot to all of us. We appreciate it. And now I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy. Uh, hi, I am William. I'm your game master. Welcome back to Stardust. Uh, in the no, not into the vast. Uh, on trails of Stardust. <laughs> there you go. We'll get there eventually. Um, I'm William. I'm your game master. Joining me today, we have Jack. Hi, everybody. I'm Jack. I'm playing. Sorry, I lost track of what I was saying here. Um, I'm playing Till. It's contagious. Avian, Avian monk. Uh, way of the Iron Pass, and I'm gonna roll Destiny. Wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's me. Uh, uh, right before we before we go any further, Black Lives Matter, trans rights, <laughs> human rights, believe women, etc., etc., etc. We keep forgetting those things. Get fucking yeah. vaccinated or boost. Please, yes. please, for fuck's sake. Hey, you know how things like the Omicron variant come around? Because you didn't get vaccinated, it's your fault. Back. Um, Jeremy. Uh, hi, I'm Jeremy, and I always forget where I am midway through my introduction. So this week would be nothing different. But uh, I am playing Kendall uh, uh, Fairchild, Eladrin uh, uh, Warlock of her daddy, and Holly. Uh, hi, I am um, I'm Holly, and I'm playing Mistel. She's okay. I actually did forget. That's fair. <laughs> um, the, the, the children were yelling at you. So. Those aren't my kids. No, they're someone else's kids. That's why it threw you off. <laughs> I love how the bit has become a real thing. Spiritually manifesting. See, this yep. is what happens when you make fun of people for their mental illnesses. <laughs> I mean, they fair. get invested into you. <laughs> I I wish that curse was a thing. I mean, it's happening right now. <laughs> be a great way to establish empathy. Yeah, it would be. Just, that what you're feeling right now? It's me every day. Anyways. Uh, and John? Hi, I'm John. I'm the wrathful spirit of ADHD. Uh, and also, I'm playing Coltarn, the orc artificer, slash gadgeteer. Uh, and Cody? I'm Cody. I'm playing Bruges Arul, the Loxdon. Always, always struggle. <laughs> void, void Keeper. Because I want to say Paladin, Oath of the Watchers, now Void Keeper. Uh, and Camille? Hi, I'm Camille. I'm uh, playing Gideon Eaglin, the um, 
the uh, <clears throat> avian rogue. Avian rogue. Yeah. Uh, and crash. Hi. Uh, I am playing a group of Nocturne and Torchbees, collectively a Stormkeeper Ranger. And I was here the whole time. <laughs> that is about as honest as anything else bees ever said. <laughs> yeah, back to the Star Wars intro. Definitely fully dark side at this point. Uh, and when when last we left our adventurers, they had been on their way to the world of Savarnus to try and assist the world in returning to the galactic stage. When one of their void jumps uh, was cut somewhat short. Well, no, not, it, the void jump went fine, but as soon as they got out of the void, proximity alarms began to go off as the entire group was greeted with the corpse of a massive time dragon uh, hovering, just floating in space, adrift, uh, seemingly with numerous holes bored into it that have been repurposed from the traditional interiors of the dragon and turned into something altogether different based on the investigations of the probes that the captain of the ship sent out to investigate the body. Uh, when one of those probes was attacked by whatever is currently inhabiting the interior of this dragon, and that's where we pick up as one of the, as one of the small probes that was sent to investigate the dragon's corpse is latched onto by a series of tentacles pulled into the view of a set of glowing yellow eyes and then disconnects. That's like bad, right? We should Those be moving a self-destruct option. Well, it doesn't seem good. I, Helm, get us moving now. I was trying to remember why I was down a hit point and then I remembered it's because I sent a bee out with the drones that immediately died. <laughs> Uh, yeah. How much of this can we see through the through the viewpoint in the viewing room? Uh, you can see the dragon's corpse. Can I? The is there any sort of role I can make? Yeah, like nature? anything moving on that yet? <laughs> Not on the outside. Okay. Is there any sort of role I can make, like nature or survival or something that would, or arcana, or arcana that would tell me what this is and what those are? Uh, nature or arcana. Nature or arcana. Till would like to. What does Till know about time dragons specifically? That's a nature check. Nature. All right. I will also roll that because I'm rolling roll. Arcana. Weirder things have twenty six. Ten. Oh, uh, uh, hang on, hang on. Let me. Uh, uh, also ten. Oh yeah, no, that's right. We did. We had this conversation, and it's basically useless to me. Never mind. Um, what about? <laughs> because that's the whole thing I'm on the lookout for. Uh, extra planar entities that might take residence inside of a dragon corpse in space. That's a religion check. All right. Very specific religion check. <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> so yeah, um, with a twenty-six, uh, there are a variety of of space parasites. Um, 
Mistal thought of like thought of that in 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 general last time. Um, but uh, a number of different parasites that might scavenge a dragon's corpse, you know, indeterminate numbers of varying species, different starfaring parasites that might be able to take down a dragon of this scale, uh, significantly less in number. Um, but there are any variety of them, but anything that could do it is definitely dangerous. Of course, as we had been talking about, things that come to mind are, uh, they come to mind immediately being illithids, which are known to turn anything from large space-faring creatures to entire asteroids or on the apocalyptic scale, entire planets uh, into hives to grow more of themselves. Um, Illithid kind of kind of take this place of the Stardust Borg a little bit, right? Kind of. In terms of their conduct? Okay. Sorry, I was... In that, if you if an Ill, if Illithids show up around your planet, your planet is going to be having problems. Sorry, uh, I, I, I missed part of that because brain... Uh, does Illithid one of the things I think of, or is that just you also know about these? And that's one of the things that you think of is like okay. those are one of the kinds of parasites that might be able to do this. Yeah. Um, the uh, there are some others like various forms of extraplanar things, um, different um, like on a grander scale dragon worms um which are literally worms that can infect dragons um those are less likely to do it in the middle of space but you know um do they infect them while living or is that something that they usually that's a living dragon kind of thing yeah okay is there any way to tell if if these no to the audience deworm your dragon (laughs) yeah exactly is there any way to tell whether these wounds are uh, post-mortem or pre-mortem? Not without getting closer to them. Okay, and that's what our drones were trying to do, and now we don't have those. We, you've lost one, at least. Okay. Um, with the nature checks, time dragons are probably the most well-known of the, of the, of the stellar dragons. Um, the, like, the, the, the common types of known like you know your your chromatic and metallic dragons that everyone is vaguely familiar with from various legends but then they're also uh particular to the setting there are the entropic dragons and the stellar dragons um which have three primary member categories which for entropic dragons you have abyss dragons um gravity dragons and space dragons uh, and then for stellar dragons, you have astral dragons, solar dragons, and time dragons. Okay. Um, time dragons being the most commonly known to live among people in in various different forms. Um, in that they are typically associated with the ages that pass they they are particularly fond of watching civilizations rise and fall um like their particular ecology with a 10 you don't know a lot about but like that's what you remember of them 
Okay. So are we planning on sticking around and investigating this further or are we going to We're literally already moving till Jack wasn't here last time. No, no, I was, I was saying that because like the captain a couple minutes ago in this session said we were moving. <laughs> well said helm get us moving yeah. specifically. Uh with yes, the religion check mm-hmm. um for Varouche. The things that are extra planar that would do this kind of thing would probably be fiends, first and foremost. Things from the Astral Sea might do it as well, um, especially anything um, of the particularly, like, in the Beholder family might try and do something like that. Um, void entities wouldn't leave a corpse behind. Yeah. And elementals probably wouldn't turn it into a hive. You you said that like that was a real gimme. Why is that? Why wouldn't void entities leave a corpse behind? Because they, uh, what was it? Um, it just basically absorbs everything. It eats everything. Okay. It, so it, 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 so the like nature a, of void itself is is is, is, is that like the, consuming. Yeah, like the black hole is kind of how I imagine it. It's kind of just like it's always there. It's you just don't see it. It's always there, okay. Though. All right, cool. Unless yeah, I'm in, interpreting that wrong. Yeah, you're just about right. Yeah, like void <laughs> void entities would have consumed the entirety of the dragon. I feel like I feel like bees gets that as just sort of like, oh yeah, you kill something, then you eat it or use it as a hive. But Craig, as a viewer, was very interested. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, like the void is the plane of emptiness, and much like nature abhors a vacuum, the void abhors anything. Gotcha. The void abhors not a vacuum. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. <clears throat> okay, well, uh, yeah, Till's just going to keep an eye on whatever we can see from our viewfinder, or if we have, I don't know if they've recalled probes or what, and he's just trying to keep an eye on it until we get the fuck out of here, because was the captain's command made it sound more like we're making another jump, not we're going to swing around and see what's on the other side. Oh, no, side we're out of jumps. Anything. We're out of jumps for the day. Oh, okay. So Which we're here we're for here. a bit. Okay. Like, yeah, that's only, what made only... this encounter so significant is the fact that we didn't have any more jumps to get the hell away from. Okay, all right. But the the only right. way the all only right. way we're the only way we're getting away from this is under some impulse power, speed. basically. Yeah, yeah. impulse okay. speed. The other thing we found out last time is that the the engines can be fueled essentially by spell slots. Mm-hmm. We are we are farther along than we would have been otherwise because Coltarn has been pumping spell slots into the engine. Okay. Is it is it an extra two jumps per slot or one yeah, jump? If you you can you can feed you can feed the engine so a, a void engine can jump twice per day, and then you can feed it a spell slot of the appropriate of a level equal to the void engine's rating, basically. So a rating one engine only needs a first level spell slot, but if you go up to like a rating nine engine, it would require a ninth level spell slot to fuel. Um. But once you once you pump it once you pump a spell slot of the appropriate level into it, it can jump two more times. 
okay. you can only you can only do that once per day right so you can you can double its jump capacity once per day basically yeah. mm -hmm. does, or you, does or you mean... can just wait for it to naturally recharge and get just the two jumps per day yeah okay and higher level jump drives mean that the um the jumps go further uh, across they the go balance. further okay all right thanks yeah. Like, so, we, have, so, we, you, so we can't take our warlock here and get a level five and just in, be able to recharge it every hour and just infa jump all day long. And, and of a note, as I mentioned last session, it, depending on the model of your jump drive, feeding a spell slot that's too high into it might have bad problems. Yeah. Okay, good to know. So like, I can't. Right. Because you, you, might, you, might, you might over overclock might the system a little much. <laughs> right. Especially on lower ranking, like on low ranking uh, jump drives, especially right. if you class feed ones like and a, twos. Yeah, if you, feed, if you feed like a level three or four spell into a class one or two jump drive, you might have problems. Okay, good to know. Good to know. I assume most of this is probably stuff that Till, as a shipbuilder, already is aware of. Yeah, and it's like okay. if you feed if you feed a ninth level uh, slot into a first level into a rank into a rank one jump drive, uh, you probably won't have a ship anymore. Right. So that's what you do. You you build some containment out of it. You feed a ninth level in, and then you push it towards the enemy. <laughs> well, you hope you have time to do that. Ah, okay. All right. Look, asymmetrical warfare is the best warfare, especially in space. Um, but the the ship begins to move under under its under its impulse power. Make a roll. Um, can I think of anything? Uh, uh, having sort of like narrowed down my potential options in my own brain uh, for what this is, can I think of anything that w could be used as a deterrent specifically for illithids other than shooting them? I was about to say, uh, you, you can fight them. Like, like if there's, I don't know if there's any, like, if they have any, like, natural enemies or natural things. Something that would, something that would draw their attention more than this ship. I mean, everything that lives has a natural enemy in fiends, usually, but, uh, other than fiends, you can't really think of things that would be, a, like, a distracting threat to illithids more than their prey. Um, what do I know about like the sensory structures of illithids? Not a lot. Not a lot. Do I know if they could detect magic or types of magic? Probably. Because I mean... But there's a chance that they're scared of fiends. We do have a big fiend beacon. I'm gonna go find. Uh, I'm going to go find our champion, whose name I can't think of. Sira. Yeah. Sira. Yep. So as the ship is beginning to move, there's a lurch and the groaning of metal. As the ship stops moving. Oh no. The hey. What the f and, and you hear um uh Captain Zephanash. Helm, what the hell just happened? 
Uh, and there's something that comes back over her comms. Shit, all right. Woke here, preserve me. Yeah, I'm calling zombie bullshit. Have we we been grappled? Something you'd like to share? Get me the screen of that helm. And a few minutes later, a a holographic image pulls up uh, in the middle of the room depicting the ship in its in its free-floating space. And you can see that wrapped around the back of the engines are a pair of massive tendrils that are erupting from a couple of the holes in the body of this dragon. Now that there's a physical thing, uh... does that help at all? So I'm afraid that that dragon might be infested with illithids. Dragons don't usually that do that? Too. No. The dragon's also dead bees. Well, sometimes things look like they're dead and then other things come out of it. And sometimes things look like they die and it's just a a stage in their life cycle. Pretty sure this one's dead. Uh, So as much as I enjoy conversation about theory, uh, how do we get this thing the hell off? There's there's Jasira in the area. Jasira's in the cargo bay. Keeping an eye on the box. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a very good question. If you'll excuse me, I'm heading to the cargo bay. <laughs> the uh, the rest of you, uh, as Captain Zephnesh looks at that, it's right where our guns can't actually shoot it. This is why I didn't want to be flying away from it until we knew what was happening. Now, when you say tendrils, are we talking about, like, cables, or are we talking actual biological tentacles? They look to be tentacles. All right. Like, from a couple of the holes in the side of the dragon, very large tentacles shot out and wrapped around the ship's engines. Just for shit and giggles. How many enviruses do you have? Uh... All of our all of our crew all of our crew's armor can be enviro sealed and we've got three more spacesuits, but would a, a spacesuit count as armor? Uh a spacesuit is specifically clothing. Okay, fantastic. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't want Till's OC to go down because he has to put on a suit. <laughs> I can get my tools and go out and start cutting things. Are your tools? I use them to build ships. I can use them to take them apart. I would be worried about what might come along those tendrils to stop you. Well, I'd like to not go out by myself with that sort of thing in mind. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Well, that's what I'm thinking. How practical is it? that a few of us go out try to dislodge this thing by you know, pumping as much uh, damage into it as we can. We'll go out. I mean, like... Bees, I don't... Actually, of everyone, I think you should stay here. I don't think you would be of use out there at all. So, like, is it it smart, or is it just like, you know... An animal or something. If it's Does it an, matter? I don't know if that there's a way to communicate. 
If it's an illithid hive, it's very smart. Is it well like us? No. She looks. Like she looks. She looks at bees. Like you, if each of you was individual and yet still a hive. Oh, oh, that's way scary. We're scary. So if it's that's smart. right, bees. You're really scary. All you right, let's let Miss Fairchild say what she's trying to. Well, no, it's fine. Sorry. Uh, it's fine. So I know this might sound crazy, but. I've always been taught that there's not uh, that there's always a deal that can be made. There's always uh, uh, some kind of way that you can you can you can come to an agreement on something, right? Everybody so, needs something, right? So it might seem crazy, but what if we just talk to it? The problem with that is you can broker a deal with someone who sees you as a person. I don't know that you can broker a deal with someone who sees you as food. Not necessarily true. I mean, I suppose it's not necessarily false. I would say we could give it a shot, except how would we even communicate with it? I mean, there are some sentient deer and cows back home that I would say would disagree. But, you know... Fake. Is there any of us that it wouldn't see as food? If they're mind flayers, you have a brain. Your food. Tolbar. We don't. Tolbar, who has been standing off to one corner, just suddenly speaks up. I don't have a brain. We knew you could talk. He's he's been holding out on us. Son of a bitch, they were right this whole time. I like to think that Till's like, yes, Tolbar, I'm a, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> also, Captain Zephnash looks over at the uh, at the automaton. Huh. Pardon. Allow me to reintroduce myself. I am Skier Tolbar. Good to know, Skier. How do you talk now? Coltarn perfected a new technology. Oh, so the talking is new. Sweet, because I felt really dumb for a second. Yes. Well, welcome to the club. Thank you. Mr. Uh, will fly over and sit on Tobol by his shoulder. Hello. But I do not have what one might typically classify as a brain. It's actually a really good point. Yeah. I don't know that you have what one might typically classify as negotiating skills either, though. This is also fair. (laughs) We could do it. We don't have a single brain. We have lots of tiny nervous systems. Yeah, but Beast, how are you going to talk to it, dude? Real loud? (laughs) Though, Uh, if the information that I currently possess is accurate, 
It may not be useful to negotiate for goods or services when the goods that they desire are you. Well, right. That's because you you find something that they might want more or is more, you know, like enticing. Captain, assuming that this is... Can somebody calculate the... At least give me a probability projection of how, if this is an illithid swarm hive infestation thing, given the size of this dragon's corpse, how many we're likely to have in there? Uh, Tol- uh, Skir Tolbar can give that calculation. I, the player, cannot. <laughs> well, the problem is the, the, the calculation of how many illithid you're dealing with depends on how fresh the corpse is and how long they've had time to set up. I'm just looking for a rough yeah. ballpark. Skier will give a minimum to maximum estimate based on what information he has. <laughs> like minimum estimate as few as several dozen, maximum as many as a hundred or more. I'm sorry, did you say several dozen? Yes, several dozen, depending on how swiftly they have cannibalized the body. An uh, actual bitch. All right. Those tendrils. I was going to say, I think we need to cut, run, turn, and just light this thing up from distance. Well, that was originally our plan, was to light it up from a distance, but we couldn't get far enough away. So... Miss Fairchild, no disrespect to your... I, Based on what I'm hearing, negotiations, while laudable in most contexts, probably isn't going to work great here, oh, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. but... No. I, I get it. Uh, I... Totally, Scott. Well, first, we have to get those tendrils off of us because they're in the one spot we can't reach with any of our weapons. Right. right. So we talk um, with our I, spells. Knowing, knowing what we're talking about, I'm almost certain they planned it that way. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. If Skier has an estimate for how long after the grapple is initiated, the boarding will commence, he'll give it. You would probably expect an initial scouting party to be sent up to the ship within a few minutes. Given how long. Wait, so they're coming to us? Yes. Probably. They have immobilized the ship. They will be sending shock troopers next. That helps us, right? No. Not really. I don't think they're coming to talk. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, it'll make it easier than us having to suit up and go out into the vacuum ourselves. They will be ripping holes in the ship. What if we opened one of the airlocks? Not completely, but opened one. They might see it as an easy way in. Then we at least control where they enter. I don't know if I don't know if Skier Tolbar Tolbar has enough information to. Uh, doesn't really, there. but uh, Captain Zafnash just. I mean, the funnel's better than letting them rip a hole in the ship. And she'll signal up to the helm. Unseal this. Unseal the aft airlock. Let them come in. Guns ready. Do we need to be trying to cut free, or should we focus all of our energy on? You want to cut free with Illithids bearing down on you, or you want to wait till you shoot the, till you shoot the scouting party first? 
That works for I me. Would... You're the you're a better tactician than I am. Some I would say that. Also, I wonder if maybe we should suit up just in case. You know the whole. Yeah, if any of you have, if any of you have spacesuits or any kind of environmental seals, I'd get to them now. We don't know what <laughs> we don't know if anything's going to go south. Um. Do we have spacesuits at all? There are three spares if anyone needs one. Are any of them tiny sized? No. Okay. We could be worn over armor. Or does it have to be under? A spacesuit would have to be under armor because it is clothing. Bill's going to go grab one. Hmm. Dibs on whichever one is red. (laughs) <laughs> it's an orc ship they're all either red or black I uh... he'll take a black one <laughs> and he'll grab a red one for Kendall if this doesn't work Mistel I think the best thing for you to do is try to find the place they're least likely to come first on the ship and feel yourself in so you at least don't lose life support you too beast before okay. before I suggest this in character, I will ask out of character, could could the bees temporarily at least inhabit one of the one of the life suits? I mean, you could put because because your armor is your body, you yeah. could theoretically put a spacesuit around the hive and just pilot it from the inside. You would just be losing all of your things that rely on, you know, bees moving around externally. Okay. Um, so all of your weapons. Yeah. Yeah, basically everything bees does. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like of the of the group of us, the only the only two that really can't fight in a vacuum at all are bees and mistle. Mistle because she's too small and bees because he cool. um cool. relies on or they rely on yeah. You know, swarm stuff. Yeah, Coltar. Yeah, it's a valid stuff. point. I don't think we have any loxodon-sized ones either. Coltar yeah. could fashion something for a missile. Uh, if he has time. Lox- like Loxodons are hardy enough. You could probably get by with some kind of rebreather, Colt or uh, Varush, um, but you'd need something at the very least. Yeah, I don't even have a helmet. Like especially, especially no. if you just like have especially if you're not exposing yourself well, into space so i mean i guess i have ceramic armor so that that, that has a helmet yeah. uh, it's just not so i was thinking of, of everyone you would have something um so we need 744 very small William, rebreathers. <laughs> uh my omni tool has a rebreather in it i know i can't separate that out but could i use magical tinkering to replicate that quickly like that's a temporary a difficult that's a more difficult task. You would need to spend some supplies on it. Could I do that though? Like, could I could I spend some supplies to make a temporary, like, to cobble together a rebreather temporarily? Uh, you could. Yeah, I'd say you could spend five gold worth of materials to make okay. a uh, yeah. essentially the equivalent disposable of, rebreather. Yeah, disposable <laughs> rebreather. So, so yeah. So Tolbarn, Tolbarn will continue. In addition to me, Coltarn has been working on several additional devices and would be able to swiftly fashion something that would work for Mistel and Varouche. 
of note every spacesuit in the uh, each of the spacesuits in the uh in in the the uh gold nashville Kears um lockers does also come with a set of eva gear cool so you can move externally if you need to yeah sweet EVA gear is the piece of bulky equipment that allows the wearer to move in space, granting them the equivalent of a fly speed equal to their walking speed in zero gravity situations. So is that separate from the spacesuits then? Or is, uh, yes, they, 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 they are. They are sep- They are separate things. They're just paired with each of them. Okay. But we would need to get to him. I believe he went to the cargo bay. All right, Mistel and Bruce. I think you guys probably head that way. The rest of us, well. Let's see. There's only three spacesuits, so I do not need those? one. Yeah, we we got that to work. Thanks. But there's me, Till, um, Kendall, and Coltarn. Coltarn obviously needs one. Oh, also, Coltarn well, already has one. Good. Okay. Well, then I, I guess that covers that. So as Till walks back in, kind of shifting his shoulders because wings underneath a spacesuit yeah. aren't yeah. comfortable, but he's making it work somehow. These, these spacesuits are yeah. not made for your wings, so yeah. it's not mm-hmm. going to be comfortable for the for the avians. Yeah, I was fully aware of that. I uh, was kind of not talking about it till just now, I guess. All right, I guess I'll go squeeze into one of those things, too. And hands the red one, too. Kendall. Do you have something in like a a, a, a four? Never mind. <laughs> Holds it up. This one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> the joke would be better if for you was like an orcish clothing size too. Like <laughs> it's a for you. <laughs> Oh. And then Till's gonna go march his his happy ass down to the uh whatever Yeah, cargo bay. Our airport yeah, whatever airlock we're trying to funnel him through and just post up fairly close to the uh to the door. Yeah, once I get my spacesuit on, I'll like uh twenty-five feet <clears throat> say. I'll get as far back as I can from the door and try to post in a position that will obstruct everyone else as little as possible. Or will I'm sorry, will be obstructed by everyone else as little as possible. How far <clears throat> is the the airlock from the observation room? Uh, the observation, like the airlock itself and the observation room, uh, are both like lower in the ship than everything that's important. Uh, so the airlock is probably not more than a minute or two. Like not even that. It's like if it's it's uh, like a couple hallways down from the observation room. Okay. Uh, I think I think the majority of the torch bees are sort of swarming back into the hive armor, which there's a sound of tearing paper essentially as the, the armor detaches itself from where it's been cocooned against the wall and starts to lurch out and sort of follow the others. Bees, if this goes sideways, I need you to get somewhere safe, like, quickly. Okay. But I realize that means that 
it's kind of a moot point if we all die, but you know. Right. I gotta say it. We don't want to stay back here while you all are going and fighting. If there's I no get that. It's okay. It's okay, Gideon. Alright. Kendall eventually lumbers in. Can we get some I'm, I'm going to just get my own because this is not flattering. Yeah, I got to get something that puts that lets me use my wings. It's, granted, I can't use them in here anyway, but this is not comfortable at all. No. Also, it yes. kind of smells. It does smell. Well, it... Never mind. I don't want to know. Right? Yeah, I'm trying not to think about it. But meanwhile, uh, the ones that are heading down to the cargo bay, first, Coltarn arrives first, obviously. Yeah. So I was going to find Jasira. Yes, so you make your way down there. <clears throat> Jasira. Jasira looks up. I noticed something bad happened. Yes, what do you know about Illithids? More than I want to, less than I probably should, given the situation. Do you happen to know how they react, and if it is viscerally or not, to the presence of fiends? Uh, very viscerally. Uh, there's a long-going uh, feud between most fiends and mind players. They tend to react, if they think they have the advantage, aggressively. Like the idea that Coltrane's like, good, shells out of airlock. <laughs> Would they be pro? Uh, how good are they at sensing the presence of fiends? Uh, no better than most. If they have the rare mind flayer spellcaster around, then maybe effective, but they're not common. And if they think they have the advantage and will attack aggressively, would that be something that might make them overextend? No. I've never known mind flayers to overextend. Okay. Underestimate, maybe. Overextend, no. We have, uh, I mean, Hive of Illithid have inhabited a dragon corpse nearby and have caught the ship. Fuck. That's, that's worse. Yes. That's much worse. Well, no, 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 you don't understand. Enlighten me. If the Mind Flayers are taking, or have inhabited the corpse of a dragon, that dragon's not going to be a corpse for long. They can reanimate it or repurpose it. One of the main reasons that Mind Flayers take down dragons is to bring one of their elder brains into it and give what was once a stationary hive mind a moving fortress. This is the point where we all curse that Fizden's Guide exists. <laughs> <laughs> or cheer. So or it was cheer. really fun uh, playing these characters with you guys. Right. Yep, yep, yep. He just sort of, uh, locking eyes with her, he turns his gaze towards where the sword is. Would that be something that would deal with this? Or would it just make things worse? It might deal with it and make things worse all into the bargain. Is it even an option? 
I know how to open that casket, yes. I don't want to. I don't want to. I would rather do anything than open that casket. Similarly. But we have a crew full of people who have never fought these. A ship full of people who were not prepared to fight these. No ability to run and our ship is currently caught. And if a dragon wakes up to an elder brain before we can get away... We also we'll don't started. We also don't have the ability to jump right now. I'll get started then. Um can I make an arcana check uh as to whether or not them being in a uh, uh, tra- uh first of all can I make a current check to see whether or not void and uh, fiendish and or void energy and energy of 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 um uh what's it called Zarheim Zarheim are compatible or incompatible or do uh, I just know energy that? energies of Ganunga Gap the void are incompatible with most things because okay. it is nothingness it tends to eat everything could I use there could I use my whatever latent void touched ability that I have to stave off any sort of mind control or manipulation effects that that sword might produce? You would have to have void powers roughly equivalent or greater than the fiendish energy source. Okay, so, so it's unlikely not, it's... considering you're not a sorcerer of any level. Yeah, so. The just the fact that I am void touch isn't enough to like have that oil and water effect. It has to be more powerful. Yeah, okay. it's that the two energies are not compatible. They're not one is not an antith. One is not a negator of the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, would I would I think of anybody who could safely wield that thing in our party? Sira, if anyone. Basically, it. Yeah. Pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Do you know how to wield something like that? I ask her as she heads towards it. Oh, I know how. I don't want to. But I, I know don't, how. I don't blame you, but I don't know if anyone else can. At at which point somebody would probably enter the cargo bay. This. Yeah, and then and then the next person coming in arrives. Yeah, so, Mister, which I think is Till. Or, actually, uh, oh, no, wait, no, version version missile had left first. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. Also, uh, I'm assuming the car uh, is the is the is the um the airlock that they're opening in the cargo bay or no? No. Yeah. So y'all wouldn't necessarily even come this way. Um. How how portable is that? How portable is that uh, dust runner yet? Is it still only movable? Have, have you put any more work into it? I mean, I've been repairing it, but I don't have any money to spend on it, so no. Yeah, then it's still only either guns or walking. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, so Verush and Mistal arrive. Yes. Probably with, I know, Scare would head towards the the, the airlock, so. So Verush and Mistal arrive as Jasiro walks away from Coltar and sits down in front of the uh, the box with the blade and just kind of puts her hands up as if in a meditative stance and starts muttering. The hearing the elephant coming in, turn around. Ah, Rouge Mistal, what's the plan? 
Uh, um, couple things. Uh, we're a bit short on uh, sealed clothing and armor. So, uh, Skir said that you'd been fashioning some items to address or could fashion some items to address that problem. I can, I can address... Uh, myself and Mistel. I can address a lack of oxygen. I can make rebreathers. For Mistel, I could probably make a sealed suit. It's small enough. Could I make it... Could I... Like, so... <clears throat> I'd have to spend money and cobble together the rebreathers. Could I actually just magical tinker a suit similar to what I made for bees, but size for Mistel? Uh, theoretically. Yeah. Like, you... Adjusting for, like, the less materials, but more artisanry, it probably costs the same as making a space suit. So, again, five gold. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, uh, it'll give me a few moments and he'll like put, pull that large mechanized backpack off of his back, put it down. Uh, Mister, would you come here? He will fly over. Just stand right here. Um, well, he's doing that. <laughs> and then I will, I will very rapidly, uh, using a combination of just scrap and hard light because I do have some amount of hard light that I've been using, um, fabricate a uh, rebreather, two rebreathers, one for Mistel and one for Baruch, and then also a sealable, though not life support enabled, suit for Mistel. So that with the rebreather plus the suit, Mistel will be okay. So that's 15 gold I'll spend. While he's tinkering, I walk over to Jasiria with her arms outstretched toward the box. So, what are you doing? We could use some hands up top. Well, you could use more as a way to get out of this mess, right? Yes. I don't like it, but you're looking at the way out of this mess. I'm not following how would adding this to any situation remedy the said situation. From power of this sword in the hands of a wielder could at the very least bias our freedom from the from the mind flayer's assault. I don't know what I, what else I could do with it, but I could at the very least get us out of here. And unfortunately, unless you've hit the incorruptible stage of paladinhood, which, believe me, I have every confidence in you, but I don't think you're at right now. I'm the only person who can hold this and survive. At least with their mind in them. So we just need somebody to wield it. I'm not going to let you make a martyr sacrifice here. Maybe I'm stronger than you think. But I'm ancient demon sword. 
unleashed. Although to fight elithids, is there something more you know about this elithids? These elithid that I know what they're going to do with that dragon. I look over towards where Coltarn's tinkering. Do you know what they're going to do with that dragon? Has she told you? Yes. That's why I suggested opening the sword. Oh, it was your idea. Coltarn very quickly assembles a spacesuit and rebreather and two rebreathers for uh, Varush and Mistel. I'm building specifically, I'm you know, um, in League of Legends, how they have the uh, the like sci-fi futuristic skins for everybody. It's one of the like robot skins of one of the small characters. The, pro- the project skins. Yeah. yeah, like it's like one of the project skins for one of the like like Timo or somebody. It's like that, but on Mistel. <laughs> but while the after that is done. Jasira says to the rest of the group, if you're going to help with fighting, you may want to go do that. It's going to be a minute before this thing can open. Has anybody considered maybe not cracking that thing open until it becomes absolutely necessary? Oh, okay. I thought you were saying the rest of the group. Okay. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I I thought I thought we were all headed to the cargo bay cuz that's where they were opening the hatch. No, the other the airlock is not in the cargo bay. Ah, okay, got you, got you, got you. Never mind. Till's not there. Yeah, no. You were not the only one that had that thought. I just hadn't voiced it yet. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Um how long is it uh, still standing by just here? How long is it going to take you to crack that open? A couple of minutes. Is it something that you can hold off from doing or get almost done? And and stop at the end if you don't need it, or is it a process that once started, it's fuse is lit. Fuse is lit, basically. Yes. If we wait to try to do this until we need it, it'll be too late. It's designed to take several minutes. I could abort it, but aborting it would have repercussions. Such as? This casket is designed to store and contain the demonic energies that the blade emits. If I abort it before it's opened, it's going to vent those into the into the cargo bay. How quickly? In an instant. It's siphoning them off to draw the energy it needs to break its own magical seals. If I tell it to stop, it has to get rid of that energy somehow. I can put the sword back again later. But if I try and stop it from opening once I start, you might lose the ship. Will you want to? I will definitely want to insight check <laughs> I mean I know from before but just oh, 20 20 on her end as well <laughs> for 25 
but what what you get off of her is a very is like a very serious i will want to with the emphasis on i and asterisk <laughs> okay is there a footnote for that asterisk <laughs> i mean the the asterisk you can sort of surmise is assuming I'm the one in control at that point. Yeah. Okay. Out of curiosity, where we're going, are, are we like going directly to a mission or are we going to, is there going to be like a market or someplace nearby when we get there? Uh, you're going to a planet that has been off the galactic map for centuries. Oh, well, that answers that question. Shit. All right, you two have your rebreathers. I have mine. Let's go. I assume there's a place we're going to help the others fight. I thought we were going to try to talk to it. Why would we try to talk to it? So it won't murder us. And then we won't have to kill it. But their I like goal it. is to murder us. So they reproduce by murdering us. I mean, that's what you think of them. but They you might reproduce not know until you talk by murdering us. That's what they're doing to that dragon right now. It never hurts to talk. When you're dealing with psychic space parasites, it does hurt to talk. We can send a message out as they approach the airlock, if they approach the airlock, but this is not looking positive. And I'll grab the rebuke either off the table and Start heading up. I like that I was able to say the line when you're dealing with psychic space parasites, it does hurt to talk. <laughs> so the three of you head over to join the rest of the party. Yes. And right about when the three of you have arrived. Skier. Coltog. <laughs> Uh, the uh, the the crew the helm crew uh, calls out unidentified life forms approaching along the tendrils path. They'll be here in a few moments. Well, guys, we all die today. Been real nice knowing you. I don't think we're gonna die. We're dying. No, I'm pretty sure we're dead. Worth noting for the rest of you, um, if we live long enough through this, our friend is going to be unboxing our present in order to drive off the thing that's going to come after them. So don't freak out. Huh? I, I thought nobody was opening it. 
Oh, yeah, oh no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no, that is much worse. Yeah, no, it's you... it's it's much less worse than what they're doing to that dragon. No. That's normal. No. People it's need not that to live. Bees. I mean for them it's normal. For those that don't for the, for those of you that are unaware, uh, they are going to be implanting a large illithid brain into that dragon to reawaken it and give it a body. See, she told me she knew what they were doing, but she never elaborated, and you said you knew, but you didn't tell me either. Look, okay. There's been a lot of information in my brain lately. I don't know how much of it has come out or not. That's that's so, better yes. than using the sword. They are invest they are infesting the dragon to make it a super weapon of psychic proportions. That's Just better. out of curiosity, uh, this super weapon that they're making, is it like gonna be able to like travel through like uh like boy jump? Yes. Oh that's yeah, that's that's way worse. It'll also be able to melt your brain from where it's Daddy. at. Oh, that's no, that's Daddy. fantastic. So we're literally looking at uh being actively fucked or passively fucked. Sweet, that's great. One fight at a time, everyone. Miss Fairchild, are we ready? I guess. I would have grabbed one of the EVA suit. Very uh, confused. Things. On the way back, or on the way back, and strapped it on. Mm. All right. I don't have time to do all the fancy lighting on this, but everyone pick your spots. Hey. So the O4 is the airlock, basically? Yes. Hill's right here in the corner. I will pick my spot after I finish rearranging everyone's cameras. Actually, I only have to rearrange three of you. Huh. Fun. Actually. E. Wait a second. Where's the. Is this door open? Uh, the doors can be opened or shut. Okay, so this is the airlock right here, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Phil's going to be basically actually... in this doorway then and encouraging Kendall to be behind him. <laughs> Get in your red. Yes, everyone heal your heal thine selves. Bring yourselves to max HP. I appreciate the encouragement. Miss Fetcher. Huh? Back behind me, if you would. Uh, I like to get shot again. That way, no, I'm just kidding. Look, we don't know. We don't know how she got shot was, in the first place. That was a me joke, <laughs> not a Varush joke. Mistle's gonna be sitting on bees. Okay, so bees are gonna be by Gideon then. I feel like I should probably... Uh, bees don't need to be by Gideon, because Gideon's, like, way back, my is... is that a preferential or a tactical position? Who, Gideon? No. Yeah. Kendall. Hmm? Uh, yeah. All right, fine. 
cool. <laughs> You're so petty, Till. <laughs> so focused. To be fair, so focused on job. You can be both. Do. Fine, close enough. <laughs> and uh, Till just reaches forward and does a little double tap on uh, on Coltarn's shoulder to let him know he's right behind him. <laughs> I will try not to. S- so you, Till, you watch as as, as Coltarn's like sort of he he's there's something new on his armor that you sort uh-huh. of see him gesture at you with to to indicate that he understands you're there. Um, mm-hmm. The 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 backpack that he has sort of attached is now now has a series of like cabling and uh reinforcement coming out of it mm-hmm, that is going mm-hmm. all the way down his right arm uh okay. that sort of like um almost like construction bracing uh yeah. attaching his attaching his shoulder is his, his pauldron to the bracer and gauntlet mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then laced across the fist the sort of the hand and knuckles of his gauntlet are a series of what are currently sparking electrodes okay that he sort of just like gestures with so it's just, just like a, a little bit of passive discharge coming off of whatever he's wired in there kind of yeah, yeah, yeah all right dope and in his other hand is a pistol is <laughs> a right. heavily modified mm. pistol Can Till prepare? You... Can Till hold an action to just shoot the first enemy he sees? Sure. Hell yeah! You're going into this expecting the fight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would also like to do that actually. Yep. So, the uh, a few moments as you wait, a few moments, eventually a shadow passes over the airlock, and through the through the glass, the the the, the reinforced tempered glass in on the air on the inside airlock door you see a single figure approach and you can make out in the darkness of the airlock with the, the emergency lighting a tall figure with glowing oh, yellow wow. eyes and a strange silhouette mm-hmm. that's the only thing you see in the airlock okay and then the door opens and you realize that the reason that you couldn't, and the reason that you only that was the only thing you saw in the airlock, but the other things that are in the airlock with you are much smaller. As the elongated, almost emaciated frame of this tall, lanky figure with a squid-like head with glowing yellow eyes and long tentacles draping about mid-chest, dressed in elaborate robes with long clawed hands is is joined by three quadrupedal walking brains that look legitimately like a brain sprouted arms and legs and is roughly the size of a small dog. Mm. And time to thunder punch Lassie. As we open up initiative with held actions going off and everyone rolling initiative. Um, I didn't say it, so I won't shoot. This is, I was going to hold an action, too, but I didn't think about it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Also, I had a question in chat, uh, William. It's right above. Uh, not quite. Okay. 
I didn't think so. Just wanted to make sure. Once you hit military vehicles, then yes. Oh, wait, no, I don't need to roll. I, I keep forgetting I don't need to roll initiative for Tolbar. You can take Tolbar off the initiative, William. We're going at my astounding initiative of six. As opposed to the much better roll you had of, for Tolbar of eight? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Technically going before the intellect of our eight, eight would an eight would have put me on par with the mind flare instead of after the mind flare by point oh two. Yep by a, by a higher in, by a higher dexterity modifier you yep. are going before the intellect of ours. Woo! All right, Gideon, All make right. use of that long range I gave you. Well, Gideon, Gideon and Till's held actions go off before anything else happens. All right. Uh, Till is yeah. going to shoot that closest intellect of our twice. Uh, I uh, with his fan fucking tastic revolver, or yeah, revolver. Does a fourteen hit it? Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. I we rolled do... a twenty. Sorry. We do seven ballistic damage. It has to make a constitution save or be stunned until the end of my next turn. How does the 16 do you? Uh, what's my DC? What's eight plus three plus four? 15, right? Yep. Yep. So, yep, that's a success. That's okay. Second shot. We'll try it again. 19 hits for another 7 damage. It makes another con save. I feel for Still you. Good. Yeah, no, it happens. Right. I rolled a 23 on that one. Okay, on which one? That one? On the, the top of the leg of our? Okay. Yep. You don't get your sneak attack because you don't have the time to take a bonus action on it, but go ahead and do right. your damage. Okay. Are you whispering your damage? No. Because I didn't see it roll. No, I knew my damage. No, he fi- he fired it. He your... fired it. Oh, he, no, he, he, he rolled the attack oh, before we started rolling initially. Yeah, the attack oh, okay. is up there always oh, okay. for, for yeah, his right, seven, so damage. Yeah. seven damage. Seven damage. Uh, seven damage, yeah. That's right. So, I, was sorry, I forgot to... the rolls at the same time. I was like trying to figure out where the attack was. Yeah, because he said roll the um, the uh, held actions go off and then initiative. So I rolled my held action yeah, and then yeah, yeah. I rolled my initiative. Yeah, but I was muted, so nobody heard me do it. <laughs> Bees, you're up first. All right, um, get in there, buddy. Yeah, uh, they are become one with li- the hive. Literally going to get in there as uh, bees will say to Mistle here. Hold on tight. And the bees just swarm out of the hive armor as we cast um, uh, spike growth uh, over where, uh, over between us and the airlock. Hey, real quick, William. Yes. The chart has me as a 16 initiative, but I rolled a 21. I thought I was. I thought yeah. I had clicked my token, but uh, you're listed at 21. 
Go. Okay, I was looking below and not. I was. Look, I mean, sorry. My bad. I got confused. So we'll, yeah, if you we'll, if you widen the initiative track, it makes more sense. We'll center it here so it doesn't catch any of us. But it's a it's a twenty foot radius. What's your uh, oh, what's yeah. your dex score, Thanks, John. Uh, Camille? Hmm? My dex is a two. Uh, my my score my score is a uh, fourteen. I think it is. Hang on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you 14. just you, you didn't have the decimal point, so I wasn't sure if you were going wish, before. I wish I could. I wish there was a button combination to draw circles from the center. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. It looks. It, it'll look basically like. Uh, no, it'll be bigger than that. <laughs> Hold right, on. One. There's a twenty foot radius. Yeah. Yeah. That's not quite right, but basically like that. Yep. I'm trying not That's to good. catch anybody. Good. It's a little bigger than that, but I, I I started it from the wrong point. Oh wait, wait, I can make it bigger. Hold on. No, yeah, you can you can drag it. But uh, for for bees casting this, actually, uh, can I? I don't know that I still can actually. Uh, um, what layer did you draw it on? I don't know. It's not worth messing with. It's um, I got it. Um, but so it, it what essentially what this looks like is just the hive armor is sort of deflating and collapsing a little bit as the bees go out and just uh, is this great work accurate that's there on the map? Is this actually great sort of grating on the floors? Roughly, yeah. So what happens is the bees just swarm out and then they go into the grates and into the vents on the walls and just disappear. And they are but they are sort of everywhere lurking just out of out of sight. Just waiting to stab anybody who walks in that area. Yeah, and that's my turn. Ambush D4s. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Varush. Uh, Alright, I will pop my head around the corner and with my fancy new machine gun that Coltarn kitted out for me, I'm going Hell yeah. to shoot the fuck out of the tall mind flare in the back. <laughs> uh, let's see. 26. That'll hit. Hell yeah. For <laughs> five points of damage. You hear bees say, I'm counting that. We're counting that as a nod. <laughs> uh, and 12. Uh, I don't think that, the mind. that does not hit the mind flare. All right. As you fire the as the you fire the second shot, and there's this spark off the air in front of it as it hits some kind of force field. All right, and as a bonus action, um, we're going to cast uh, Shield of Faith on myself. Nice. Mm. Okay. Anything else? Uh, nope, that's it. Kendall, you're up before the intellect of hours. Alrighty. Uh, first off, I would like to thank Bees for making the entire area dangerous to traverse so Kendall doesn't do something stupid. Um, <laughs> well done, well done. K Kendall, what do, what do you mean? We wouldn't sting you. <laughs> Wink! I'm just saying, <laughs> if it suddenly didn't look real dangerous in there... Kendall is not combat savvy. 
He 100% would have teleported behind them. Yep. Um, he didn't actually will end up going before the intellect devourers as well because they have the same decks, but he has a higher intelligence. Welcome to our Wait. newly patented airlock full of bees. Instead, and I don't think this is going to work well, but this is what she's going to do. Um, she will <clears throat> from where she is uh, uh, take a look at the mind flare and she is going to cast hold oh no, no it's not a spell never mind it's not a spell. you do know that you right. do know that your spell That's does not work right. on things that aren't never people. mind i had a brain fart on that um then in that case we'll do the other thing which is she gets sort of an uh, a a a sort of shadow that passes over her and suddenly she she just feels a lot more like her dad and i am casting cause fear um and since it's at third level i will be targeting both the mind flare and the 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 intellect devourer to the south the one that hasn't been injured correct and what kind of save is that that is a wisdom save dc 14 wisdom save as a 20 from the mind yeah player. that's fine and a five from the <laughs> i got one hell yeah spell slot not wasted it is fright hand successful successful turn um And yeah, I think that is going to be it for my turn because I don't think I have anything bonus actually beyond teleporting. <laughs> um, right. Yep, that's it. That's my turn. Oops, I accidentally skipped. I accidentally hit the button too many times. I technically, Gideon. I, I might be able to wait unless, okay. unless you so, have something else you want to do. No, no, I can't get I can't get across. I was thinking I might be able to go past that and then she can still be dumb. And then into open space. <laughs> so of course we start this off with a headshot. 16 against their acrobatics or stealth. Okay. Uh who are you aiming at with that? Uh the same one, the top one. The top intellect of our okay. Yes. Their acrobatics or stealth. Stealth to 14, you have headshot. Have headshot, sweet. So you why do you up. always miss when you aim at I know, right? Well, in their defense, yeah. these things only have brains, not heads. <laughs> uh unfortunately a 10 will miss. Not approved. That's uh, that, um um, that's it. I'm done. I don't anything else that I can do. I don't need to do. So. All right. Uh, this one is the frightened intellect devourer. It is frightened. It is going nowhere near Kendall. But what it does want to do is make the scary thing go away. Except you're out of ten feet from it, so it yes, can't actually I frighten am. your brain. 
Yes, I am. All it wants to do is eat your brain. We're not unreasonable. No one's going to eat your eyes. <laughs> uh, it's going to cower in the corner here. If it oh, moves. And it's, it's going to take it 2d4. Damage. It does take 2d4. That was my hope. Five. Is it 2d4 for every five feet it moves? Yep. Yeah, it only moves five, five feet. Damn it. I thought it was yeah, further yeah. in. Nope, but all the rest of them are going to have to move more than five feet, probably. To get to us, yep. You know, except this, the Mind Flare. Yeah, this right. one. The Mind Flare that has, you know, range. 60-foot cone. And can hover. Also that. Well, uh, this one's got to try and get to someone that it can try and attack, so it's going to close 10 feet to try and get at Varouche. I'd love to roll two more. Roll 44, roll 44. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> what are the odds of that? Fucking yes. I even I, nodded. For, for, those, for, those not, yeah, for those not watching, I just rolled four ones on each of those G4s. It's one and four. Stop each. stealing my shtick. So... Oh, no. Get it off me, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is, if you had rolled like anything higher this intellective hour would be right dead. i figured well it's okay i'm sure varush's brain is tasty that other one is okay uh, it only took yeah the other one hadn't been hit yet well oh, it took five points of damage yeah it had the other one oh, oh, cowered oh, okay, in the corner okay, this okay, one has no. been shot and had to walk 10 feet i'm sorry i forgot about that um i was confused uh varush make an intelligent saving throw Oh, I'm glad I got that fucking aura. <laughs> 23. Good, good, good. Uh, let's see. Okay, you do not take psych you do not take psychic damage and you don't have the intelligence strain. Well, intelligence attempt override, but And just so you know, Craig, 0.39% chance of that being the roll on 44. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Fantastic. Less than 1 Half of one percent. Excellent, excellent. Uh, so Varush, you feel Making this alien possible. You feel this alien presence trying to invade your mind and just crush down on your sentience. But you focus and steel yourself, and you feel the fury of your faith and power fill you, and you just shove it aside. The next one has to go <laughs> further to get anywhere. This is re really bad, by the way, for anyone who has, uh, was it trypophobia, trypophobia, like fear yeah. of holes? Because mm -hmm. it's basically as they move over the grating, just sort of in sequence as a wave, there are the bees like, just like popping up, stinging. <laughs> Their little butts in. coming out. Yep. yep. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a StarCraft lurker. Uh, yeah. 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 Yep. It's a, it's a StarCraft lurker attack as they, as they, as they walk around. Uh, head ca head cannon bees is an evolved hydralisk. <laughs> we, we're we're going to, as I get more and more spells, we'll move through all the Zerg. Uh, 
this one has to walk 15 feet to get to someone it can try and intellect about. 64. Let's see what your odds are here. Buddy. Yeah, I was going to say, let's see if we can, we can do it. Do it oh, again. Boy. Do it again. Um, is it? Is it? It doesn't have to be. It's within 10 feet of Arush again. 14. <laughs> That's exactly what you needed. The intellect, the intellect devourer rushes forward, and the bees just attack it as it as swarm on it as it tries to run forward, and it just collapses in a heap. Can this one be dragged into a vent? Yeah. Yeah. As the, the bees catch it as it tries to leave the grating and just drag it underneath the grate. That's not. Holy shit. <laughs> Look. This whole event horizon thing is getting more and more. <laughs> I picked the wrong fucking movie to watch to fall asleep this morning. You really did. <laughs> okay. We're going. We don't need hives. Till's going to move up to here and pump at least two rounds into this mind flare, hopefully. 22 to hit. That'll hit. Six ballistic damage. He needs to make a con save. <laughs> this is not a magical effect. In fact, it is key. Yep, not, not magic. He... No. <laughs> That's a 15. Just succeeds, okay. 13 to hit. 13, 13 will miss. All right, and then his bangs offhand off pistol... Here. Bonus action, 23 to hit. That will hit. For five ballistic damage, one more con save. Come on. And he's done. Um, And then Till's going to move back to here. Mindflayer is going to be so angry when it becomes unstunned. <laughs> so angry. <clears throat> Mistle. If it becomes unstunned. So I'm trying to figure out what to do because she has to like go up to a thing to stab it. Mm-hmm. But you can fly. Yeah. Yeah. She'll stop that. Okay. Um, she will fly over to this one. And she is going to stab it or try to. Make your attack. That will hit. Okay. Nice. I don't think you can not kill it. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry for my bad roll. Yeah, it had three hit points left. Your minimum damage would kill it. Okay. If you had rolled three higher on that on that spike growth, it would have been dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, and she's going to quickly retreat but back this to these. Is much funnier. <laughs> I knew I knew this was going to go this way because you're like seven strong party, which is why oh, yeah. I have this in reserve. Oh, for sure, <laughs> one hundo. Gonna go check my pie. I don't have a token for this thing, but it's adorable, <laughs> and I want to have it. Hang on, I'm gonna really quickly make a token for this thing. Ooh. For the illithid? I mean, for the mind or intellect of our? No, no, the intellect of our has a token. This is something different. The astral oh, dreadnought that's they've been towing behind them. Right, oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. It spat them out, and now it's sticking its head in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey guys, what's going on in this thread? 
<laughs> hey, everybody. Except it's a national dreadnought, so all we hear is <laughs> and all of us start bleeding out of our eyes. Just like on Event Horizon. <laughs> right? <laughs> Pretty fairy eyes. Right? Uh, uh, Mind Flayer is stunned. Cold Tarn, it's your turn. <sighs> all right. Uh, so I can't get closer to it to use my melee. Um, and I can't yet reach out and touch somebody with it. So... I will use what's in my other hand, which is a gun. <laughs> if you're attacking the Mind Flayer, all attacks have advantage right now. He's stunned. Uh, all melee attacks have advantage. Nope, all no, attacks. All attacks, period. Oh, all attacks, really? Okay. All, yep. yep, stunned all anything. Attacks. Well, in that case. Uh, yeah. He is not good at dodging right now. <laughs> I will. I will. So, I have two attacks, too. Uh, so, just... Whip out the my Einfalt revolver, which has repeating on it, so you know it's good. Um, I know repeating didn't help much yesterday again for for certain NPCs. Uh, twenty five to hit the mind flare. I'm assuming hits it. Uh, twenty five hits, yes. So, so I rolled a one, so seven ballistic damage. And my second shot. 28 for 10 ballistic damage. <clears throat> so, and then you just hear a as it reloads itself. Yeah. Hmm. Auto loaders. <laughs> Um, and Tolbar is just going to take a defensive stance, since he also can't get closer. That's my turn. One second. I need to this thing where it goes, because it's going now. Get health in a minute, but as the rest of you can see past this mind flare, a much smaller figure begin to hover into view. It looks almost like a mind flare, but aspect shrunken down as you as it as it hovers into view, looking at the entire group with a sort of like faintly twitching, rapidly octopus head, clutching a small laser pistol in its offhand as it looks at the group. As a roughly gnome-sized mind flare makes its way. Oh, great! <laughs> the fuck is this thing? Oh, a laser pistol. I need that. It's mistle-sized. No, it's bigger than mistle. It's it's a small creature. I mean, Not it's closer creature. to her size. Yeah. Yes, because it is literally the size of a gnome. Because ah, it was a gnome. Because it was a gnome player. at one point. Listen, Ceramorphosis is very weird when it comes to gnomes. Ceramorphosis is very weird in general, really. As it hovers, 
What's its speed? 25 foot hover speed? Is it 5, 10, 15, 20, 25? As it hovers over this way. No, my wonderful plan. And here comes the mind blast. And it sort of twitches its head and looks at all of you with this sort of rapidly, like, maneuvering physiology. And the tentacles lift up and expose a, a mouth of sharp teeth, and it just <clears throat> blasts out this pulse of psionic energy. This is a 60-foot cone, which all will catch us. all of you. Include I probably not Gideon though, right? Except yeah, except Gideon. So everyone except Gideon needs to make an intelligent saving throw. Uh, and if we're in within ten feet oh. of Varouge, we get a uh, plus, so four. plus four. Tol, uh, for whatever it's worth, Tolbar is immune to being charmed or poisoned or exhausted. If that matters, that is not what matters here. All right, cool. Thirteen. Uh, Jesus. Hey, hey, y'all. That's that's not my strong suit. I'm using inspiration. Oh, although wow, that's even boom, worse. Boom. Twenty-two. Yeah. I will also. Sixteen. You said a plus. We get a plus four thanks to Varus. Yeah. Yep. Everybody that's within ten feet of me gets a plus four. So Mr. Oh. Bees. I don't think it's gonna help that much. So literally, Kendall and Tolbar are the only ones that don't. Uh, Kendall Tolbar and Gideon doesn't have to do it, does he? No, Gideon doesn't have to. Yeah. So we're not no, home. Minus two. Um. Yeah, Before I use my inspiration, then, I am going to, because this might work, that brings me up to a... Oh, I don't have advantage, but that's... Uh, you're outside okay, the range. Know. You're one of the ones that doesn't have the range on it. Yeah. I don't... You're 15, oh, yeah. you're 15 feet away from Bruce. Then I roll... Yeah, then then, then inspiration. Uh, so that's a 21. 21 for me. So, uh, Coltarn, Kendall, Bees, and Varouche save. Means that Tolbar, Mistel, and Till uh-huh. will take It's weird that my Steel Defender isn't immune to psychic damage. Well, you did give it sentience. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't immune to psychic damage before I gave it sentience. I know. Ow. You take twenty. The, the, the ones that the ones that Christ. fail take twenty-four oh, points of psychic God. damage. Oh, Tobar's fine, and are stunned oh. for a minute. He's fine. You can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns, ending the effect on a success. Woof. Those of you who've made the save take no damage and are not stunned. Tobar will never be unstunned again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Even with that plus four, that just brings his int save to a plus two instead of a minus two. But he wasn't even close enough to Rouge to get it, so. He just is screaming forever. No, he just, like, blue screens. <laughs> I have registers that do that at work. They blue screen, restart, blue screen, restart. Exactly. That's, that's, that's <laughs> serious. Yep. Ow. Ow, ow. Hmm. What? I didn't feel anything. What? Yeah, three three of your party members are just clutching their head in, in like a gibbering mess right now, and the rest of you are fine. 
as this wave of psychic power washes over you. It's okay. We're fine. For now. That other mind flare is going to become unstunned soon. Yeah, especially because Till can't stun it anymore. Yep. Just bees. Um, the bees are sort of watching this new thing come, and you can see underneath the bees are sort of like just trying to stick out and reach it, but they obviously can't. So instead, they swarm the mind flare. Um, I'm going to use thorn whip. Uh, do you need us to? Oh, I, I automatically get advantage because it's currently stunned, right? Yes. Yep. What's the range on thorn whip? Thirty. Oh, I have to take. I, I have to step forward. I forgot about that. Um, I have to step forward. Yeah, you're. Five. Yeah, you're. Yeah. You, yeah. you can. You, you can be outside the range and do it, but you have to yeah. step forward. No, I. I, I will I, note I, the mind flare is already hovering, and because it's a hover speed, it doesn't fall when it's stunned. No, 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 not the. Not the new one, the old no, one. Like the mind flare is also hovering. It didn't. It never touched down on the ground. Oh, okay. Well, I'm about to change that. How high off the ground is it? Like a few inches. Not not very far. But okay, so far, can far I enough put, that the bees aren't stabbing it. Can I put a slight downward angle on it as I yank it towards me? I'll say yes, because I get to move it ten feet. Um, so can I move it down as I move it ten feet? Sure. All right, so the thorn whip damages the bees swarm it. It takes three points of damage uh, from that. Not a big deal. Um, so, and then I'm going to pull it forward 10 feet. So it takes an additional 2d4 or 4d4. Yep. Six more points of damage. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, it's going to, I'm going to need it to make a strength save. I think it's a strength save. As the bees are just dragging this thing all over the place. Uh, uh, if it's my, my gathered swarm ability, it's stunned, so it automatically fails strength saves. Yep. Oh, good. Okay. Um, well, I'm gonna move it uh, 15 more feet. Cool. So uh, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna have it go, essentially um, up, diagonal back, and then back one. So it sort of winds up back where it was well, to start. You can put it like 15 feet over this way, so I can punch it in the face. Do you do you yell that? No, I don't, because I don't know what you're doing. Okay. All right. You, all right. Yeah. I, then I don't. I don't think bees has the tactical acumen to think of that unless somebody yells it. That's fair. So, you just drag it fifteen feet, the ten feet that it came from, basically. Yeah. It's basically it basically just gets pulled down to the ground and then like. you just kind of cheese grater him around. Right up until he said that, I was thinking he was like scorpion in this bitch. Like get over here. Well, I mean the best. The way that Bees thinks about it, come on, man. 11 more points of damage. Uh, Good. And then I'll use my bonus action to um, cast uh, Hunter's Mark. Oh, no, wait. That's concentration. I guess I won't then. Because Spike Growth is also concentration. I mean, there's only... So I'm just going to favored foe it. Oh, question. When that intellect devourer took damage from the spike growth, did, this, did it lose its fear? Uh, does cause fear end when it takes damage? I don't Let me check. Let me check cause fear. Uh, no. 
Absolutely not. There's nothing in there that says it loses its. Yeah, no, it can just do. It can just repeat the saving throw at the end it of each of its. Oh, turn. it does need. Yeah. It does need to make another save though. Yes. It okay. was so, get over here, but it was like no over there, and then no back over here. <laughs> hey, it's yeah. still afraid. Yes, it is. Gosh, I I, no. I didn't know if like it was one of those ones where it's like if you t- if you damage it or take damage from an ally, it loses the. It do- it is a concentration spell though, so it's a good thing that Kendall was not stunned there. Oh, and and, and it it takes four more points of damage from favored foe. I don't know if you saw that. Oh yes, four more. Um, oh. I am going to use my my bonus action. I'm going to use my bonus action for a hand crossbow attack because I get to do that with my feet. Uh, that's a 25. Wouldn't that be a foot cross, crossbow then? <laughs> <laughs> that hits, yes. Now I need to make a character that fires crossbow with their feet. <laughs> we already uh, have these. Six, six more need? points of damage. I need to make a monkey. <laughs> You gonna you gonna you gonna be you gonna be D and D run stoppable? I don't know <laughs> who that is. So I, that was what? thirty points of damage. That's not bad. That's not bad at all, dude. Darush, just covered in bees. All right, John, do yourself a favor and go watch some Kim Possible on Disney Plus. Right. Um. All right. You know he's never going to watch it now because you've recommended. He'll something. watch. He'll watch it sometime. He'll watch it sometime in a in a period approaching a decade from now. <laughs> right. Sometime between now and twenty years. Yeah. Right. Closer to Later 20. means sometime before you're dead. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I am going to. All right. Yeah. Since that's still there, bees are still poking anybody that goes through. Just going to shoot the mind flare in the back. 24 to hit for four points of damage. Uh, second shot, 23 for another four points of damage. And as uh, I fire that last shot, uh, I'm actually going to holster it and pull the pike off the back of my uh off my back and get that ready okay. yes for when the ranged attacker gets close uh that was eight damage with that yep. yeah uh you actually riddle this mind flare with bullets and it is dead awesome. fantastic now you're just floating if till could see anything he'd he'd be very proud of you hmm? You can see Kendall, things. You're up. That's in Till, your eyes, Till in front of you is having a seizure. Yeah, Till's being proud of things is about to end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because Kendall needs to be able to get a good shot off, so he has to sort of sort of pushes by Till. Sorry, Till. Sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> and goes right up there. I'm pretty sure I got a got a good shot. Yep. Till Till feels something nudging him through the bells of Notre Dame that are going off in his head. Exactly. And I'm going to Eldritch Blast the Intellect Devourer. Uh, 19. That will hit, yes. 
Hex or no? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I have Hex, actually. Oh. Also, Hex is concentration. Oh, that is fair. Yes, I know. A warlock who didn't take Hex. What the uh, hell? Jeremy, if anybody Me. would, it's you. I rarely so take Hex. <laughs> so it takes 10 damage and is affected by repelling blast, so it's pushed back 10 feet. Yay! <laughs> Energy! He's greater. All 44. Oh, wait. I don't know why that only did two. Hold on. Let me do two more. Well, no, it's good. If you When you rolled 44, it was all ones. This time you had more variants. Haha. <laughs> all right. So all 10 more. Uh, it's dead. <laughs> yeah, total of 20 damage. <laughs> You hear all, from, all that is left standing is this gnome mind flare. From from inside the har- hive armor, the deflated hive armor next to you, Kendall, you hear, hooray, we're helping. Yes. You are. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> and now we are the front line for the <laughs> brain-eating gnome. Take a step forward, Kendall. <laughs> no, <laughs> they, they, they don't say that. Anything else in your turn, Jeremy? No, no, that is that is my turn. Suppose like Gideon. Yeah, no, that's my turn. Get him, son. Wait, all right. Uh, so one tap. Of course, we begin with our headshot. Uh, acrobatic <laughs> or stealth. Good fucking luck, gnome. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think he can beat that. Um, These are just like the balloons I used to shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. All right, now. My son of a bitch! Holy shit, dude! That sucks! You gotta be fucking kidding me! Didn't you... You, oh, you I didn't roll advantage. I didn't roll advantage. I was gonna say, didn't... There we go! Yeah, there we go. Okay. Woo! Uh, and scare me like that. Uh, at three, so fourteen damage. Dope. Nice. Uh, you should have more than that for sneak attack. Uh, oh, actually, I think I have three d six. Yeah, you're, you're a level almost, six rogue. I was gonna say you're a level six rogue. You should definitely have more than a single d six. <laughs> you if have rolling, yeah, you have three d six. So roll two more. If you're rolling from yeah. from roll twenty, there probably should be even a. The sneak attack button for you. As it, those are D4s. I, I didn't put. Oh, that was D4. My bad. There you go. So seven more. Uh, seven. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Ow. 18 to the head. Pop. <clears throat> pop, pop. <laughs> All three intellect devourers are dead. Tills, you're stunned. But I get to save at the end of my turn, right? So you get to save at the end of your turn. Intelligence? Yes, intelligence save. 14? Nope. Damn it! (laughs) Mistel, you're also stunned. You get to save at the end of your turn. Roll another intelligence save. Okay. Plus four. Plus four? Okay. Well, add four to whatever. I I will add four to whatever I roll. Mistel, you are no longer stunned. Yay! Nice. Uh, that mind flare. Mind flare. Oh, that that mind flare is dead. Floating. Hold on. We all float down here, all right? All right. 
in the aft deck yeah i mean yeah grab the point where colturn uh uh, reveals his true allegiance and then pushes kendall right towards the gnome (laughs) so i shove kendall 10 feet uh Uh, no. I'm... You hear the bees go, oh, no. Thank you, Coulter. <laughs> um... So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to use one of my second level spell slots. Uh, I'm going to use a bonus. I'm going to. Oh, wait, no, this is an action. Oh no, I get to make an attack. Okay. 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 Uh so I'm gonna use a second level spell slot to cast chromatic bullet. Dope. Uh as I sort of reach up, hold hold up the modified revolver that I've got, um, flick it open to reveal the energy cell that is in the uh, that's in the revolver in place of the normal revolver. Uh and reach down into my belt pull off a small like uh a small technological device that i sort of hammer onto it and then latch up and then click the click the gun back closed so now the now the uh, already modified revolver has yet an additional modifier that begins to make this high-pitched whining sound uh as I sort of let aim the revolver and fire, which let me tell you harmonizes great with the psychic damage ringing around Till's head right oh, now. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, William, question because I don't know, I don't know how this, how these two features interact. I have extra attack, which is when I take an attack action, I can attack twice. Chromatic bullet says, as part of the action used to cast this spell, you must make an attack with a firearm. Do I that shoot not twice the, or That no? is not the attack action. Okay. All right, cool. You, you are casting a spell which involves an attack. You are not taking the attack action. Cool. All right. So I am dealing an additional 3d4 thunder damage on top of my normal attack damage with this. Because... And that's basically the trade-off is if you can make extra attacks, you're sacrificing it for the extra damage of the spell. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure. Um because I am using my Einfalt revolver. Does it ah, does a 12 hit it? 12 does not hit it. I don't have an inspiration, do I? Wait, did I get hmm. did I get an inspiration not mark it down? Uh last week's inspiration went to I want to say I don't remember who I sent it to. I don't know if I have. Uh, I, I I keep forgetting to. I don't remember you giving down. inspiration. Yeah, I don't remember you giving inspiration yeah, last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, well. I I vote for Colton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's a that's that's a that's a twelve. That will miss. Yeah. So there goes the spell slot. Tis the gnome Ceramorph's turn. Let's see if it gets its mind blast back. It does not. Oh, good. Thank God. <laughs> it means it's going to eat someone's brain, so... Yeah, well, the injured people are behind the uninjured people. Unless it really wants a robot brain. So it's going to hover over to Varouche. And it's attack not going it with for its tentacles. No, it wants that brain that never forgets. Right. <laughs> Got that good shit. 
The 16 hit you, Varush? It does not. Armor of okay. Faith. So, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it launches itself like head first at you, tentacles splayed out, <laughs> and it just bounces off the glowing mystic shield and just kind of, it totters back a little bit as if confused for a second. It looks adorable if it wasn't trying to eat your brain. Oh, Colbar gets to make a save. It's the cutest humanoid face hugger. Yeah. I would the... disagree that it is adorable. <laughs> Tolmar fails to save. I don't care if it's small. It's an illicit. <laughs> it's not adorable. Yeah, just because it's got <laughs> just because it's got stubby tentacles and big eyes doesn't mean oh it's a cute little octopus. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh it's a it's an alien. It's going to eat my brain. It does have stubby tentacles and big eyes, though. Yep. <laughs> Chibi Flare is still Flare. <laughs> well, and now we have this week's t-shirt. <laughs> Chibi Flare is still Flare. Yeah, yes. exactly. Uh, bees, you're up. Okay. Hold on. Let me run back. Awesome. Again, I apologize. I'm doing all my New Year's baking. Um, How dare you? <laughs> what do you so, think it is? Almost New Year's? <laughs> uh, let's see. I think this close. Can I can I do the same with this guy? Can I drag him to the ground if I hit him? Uh no, because he's all because he's already adjacent to you. Can I uh okay. Question uh and not trying to put you on the spot, but just because this is something that probably would have long lasting implications can i use gathered swarm to move something up or down no it's horizontally in a direction no no it's horizontally in a direction of your choice okay never mind the rules answered my question for me um all right then i will yeah because if you could move things up then a gathered swarm ranger would always just be like i hit you and I launch you up in the air, and then yeah, you fall yeah. and take falling damage. In, in, yeah. entire, entirely fair. Okay, uh, so instead of doing that, I am going to uh, make a crossbow attack uh, with my with my hand crossbow. Uh, that's going to be a 23. Well, hit. Bees, bees is having a good night. Mm. Um, uh, I hate to be I hate to be that person. He has yeah, crossbow expert, attacking. so he does not. Okay, so he yeah that's yeah, why yeah, yeah yeah that's that's why I took that feat. Um, <laughs> Um, uh, no, I, I mean so, entirely valid point, and I appreciate you bringing it up. But that's that's yeah. Uh, so got it covered. Seven points of damage for that. Um, I am at this point uh, because I think we're out of things on the ground. I'm going to stop concentrating on spike growth, and all the bees sort of swarm back towards the hive armor and towards this floating illithid. And I'm going to. Huh. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use. Um, does Hunter's Mark can Hunter's Mark go off twice if it's applied? Yeah, uh, whenever Hunter's Mark applies with... to every attack. So yeah, yeah if you have uh, multiple okay, attacks. Okay, then okay yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna use I'm, I'm gonna use my bonus to uh, to cast Hunter's Mark. So another six from that, and uh, then I'm going to attack. Uh, actually, I'm gonna attack with my. Um, Effectively with my rapier, uh, if that's okay. Yep. Uh, you know what? I'm going to use my inspiration on that if I can. Go for it. That's better. 23. All right. So um, 
So 10 more points of damage from that, and then I'm going to roll uh, roll my Hunter's Mark. Hunter's again. Mark. Uh, four more points of damage. It's like that. Barouche. All right. The little not-so-nice, uh, the, the horror version of Nibbler <laughs> is floating in front of me, and I'm going to... Uh, yeah, I'm going to stab it with the uh, energy pike. So I flip the switch, turn on the edge, and 16. That will hit it. Or 14 points of piercing damage. How do you want to do this? So uh, after it bounces off the light, I kind of just rear back and uh, single, uh, single arm just jab forward and up a little bit. Uh, to just get it up and away. And so it's like up towards the ceiling now. You just the end. shot put it like up away from you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, nope. Get away from me. And it just sort of drifts lazily back and just kind of bounces off the ceiling and continues to drift outside the outside the airlock door. Yeah, there is the awkward second where it's stuck on the end and I gotta shake it off. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I um, gathered swarm damage last turn. It didn't matter. And then, then um, uh, as everything gets quiet for a minute, you sort of yeah. pause and breathe for a second as the rest of your friends are still stunned for right now. Oh. And Kill? as you look in the distance, you see a massive leathery wing turn into view as if the corpse is beginning to stretch its wings. Uh, oh, good, they're leaving. No, no. they're not. And they're the opposite of what they're doing, these. In, I had to... in, your, in your mind, you hear you are too yeah. late, little morsels. You belong to mine. No thanks, we're already in one. Yeah, I believe you meant to say mortals, we're on our way out. And almost cutting through that noise, you hear a louder voice, feminine, familiar, Jasira's voice, shouts, Sorry, friend, but I'm afraid you've got bigger problems. And you can hear the tearing of a void gate in the distance, and beyond that wing, you see a beast of immeasurable size emerge from a void gate. A dragon of colors as black as night, with a burning core of hellfire in its chest as the largest abyss dragon that you have ever seen emerges from a void gate, much larger than this time dragon, and begins to tear into the animating body of this, what would have been an, an, a, an elder brain dragon. It opens its maw and just breathes out this gout of roaring black flame onto the body of this dragon. Yeah. At which point, Jasira's voice says, 
Punch the engines, please. Thank you. As the tendrils let go, and the ship begins to take off. What was Slam that? the button to close the airlock. Yeah, I'll say that. Like if 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 hadn't, I would. What was what, bees? The other dragon. Another dragon. Where did it come from? The void. The Is that what happened? Does that happen all the time out here? Hey, I hope not. Let's... I don't think I that it. just happened. Yeah. This is. I think that like. Go ahead. We should go check the thing. Yeah, that's the this next is... location. No, so I'm, I'm more good. dragons than I've ever seen. After I have to make sure the after I make sure that the airlock's closed, I'm heading to the cargo bay. Actually, first, yeah, first I'm actually gonna shake Till and Mistle and uh, Mistle's fine. I'm oh, sorry, Till. <laughs> I mean, she's injured. But... First, I'm going to shake Till and hey, uh, there we go. Tobar out of there. Out At of least their I hope. Memory. So, I mean, eventually a minute will pass, even if you right. never make mm-hmm. the saves. Yeah. I just Mistle wanted to see how Mistle long it would take. Going straight there, and then Mistle, how far down are you? Um, I am a little less than half. Right. I mean, I, I mean, how many hit points? Because I can, I got. I'm 24 hit points down. I got. Okay. I think I'm. I think I'm good on that. And till you're down by the same. Yep. I think I can heal both of you guys back up to full. Let me check. I, I always use my unused spell slots, and I didn't use any spell slots yesterday. Let me double check that I have. I have it. Oh yeah, yeah. I have sixty sixty bitto honeys. So yeah, you, you all are both fine. Well, uh, the uh, good berries go bad after a while. After yeah, they go bad. Hours. They go bad twenty four hours. So what I always do is yeah. I, I I spend at the end of a day I spend all of my unused spell slots to make good berries, and then they're good for the next day. Ah. <laughs> That's why I only allow people to use one good berry to, to heal. You are, yeah, I mean, admittedly, one one of them fills you up for the day, so you're very much like Pippin in La yeah. Florian right now, but I, that, that's, how, that's how I justify that, is if you eat multiple, that's like eating multiple meals at once, and you are that level of full. What is a lot of honey, so you're going to be a real bound up. But so yeah. So since um, since we have pretty well impressed, it has been pretty well impressed upon everybody the significance of this item. Kendall's gonna try to get there as quickly as possible. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that means Kendall's going to use face step. Oh dang. I only get te- her 30 feet. You tell you teleport a few times. Yep. Um and then yeah, and then we'll use immediately after Misty step to go another 30 feet and then run the rest of the way. Yeah. You sort of you night crawler, down. you night crawler out of frame and then it's just running. Yep. Yeah, you 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 make your way down. You're the first one there. Uh and when you get there, you see Jasira sitting on the ground in front of the casket, which is open. 
and emitting this sort of angry red light with the sword just sitting inside the casket still as she just holds her hands up and has her eyes closed and is focusing. Uh, hey there, um, um, please don't interrupt. I'm keeping that dragon from coming after us. Uh, okay. So... I'm just gonna stay here. Till is running to the bridge. Well, actually, he's shedding the suit and flying to the bridge as fast as he possibly can. I'm eventually heading to the cargo bay, too, so... Yeah. Where's... Bees will follow Gideon wherever Gideon is going, assuming Mistles is sitting on bees. Mistles staying on bees right now. So where's Gideon headed? You're muted. muted. (laughs) Sorry. Gideon's headed to the bridge to see if he can help with the flying things, because I, uh... I took my next expertise in space vehicles, so. Yeah. So, uh, two group, one group is heading to the bridge, one group is heading to the cargo bay. Uh, really quickly joining the group <clears throat> on the bridge, uh, uh, Bees, Gideon, Hill, and Mistel all arrive on the bridge as the crew is punching the engines and getting out as fast as they can. As you as you look, uh, as you enter, you can see that the captain is looking at a readout of what was going on behind them, and you can see, like, significantly several shades paler than she normally is as she looks at what's going on. All right. If we need anything acrobatic done, I can take over. If there's anything I can do to help as well, I'm totally here. I think... And we're also here. We'll be fine as long as that beast stays fighting the other thing. The captain's Captain Zephnash says, not taking her eyes away from that readout. All right. I still will just find a out-of-the-way corner to post up in and wait. He was supposed to be gone. What was, what was that? Uh, the, the, she just said he was supposed to no. be gone. Who was? Entropius the Abyssmal. Oh, is that your friend? No. no. I have a feeling that's what we were keeping hidden in that casket. No. Entropius. You know, I don't know how well you know your galactic history. Entropius the Abyssmaw is the abyss dragon that orcs and hu- that orcs and trolls first encountered when they had their first contact <clears throat> with each other. Orcs discovered trolls under attack by a massive abyss dragon, and together they fought it off with the combined might of their fleets. And we thought it was dead until it just showed up out of the void just now. 
You see a lot of dead dragons? Not usually. I like getting real used to that phrase. But it's kind of helping, right? I don't know why, but I'm going to take advantage of it. In the same sense that a thunderstorm occasionally lets you hide from a predator in the swamp, bees. Right. The storm isn't really helping you. It just happens to be contextually convenient. Oh, okay. And then meanwhile, in the cargo bay, eventually Varush arrives, and then Coltarn, but... Mistel or Kendall, you said you were just going to stand here. Is there anything else you're going to do while that's happening? You have a few minutes because you got um, a head start. Yeah. Um... No. All right. So a little bit later, Varush arrives and then Coltarn. Once. Um... So, how long is that going to be? There and did I recognize the dragon that roll history? Nope, nope, that was a big fucking dragon. Where did how much longer until you can put that back? He said, when... she, We said we're not supposed to say anything yet. I just don't interrupt me. Oh, all right, I, I can talk a little bit. Well, that is specifically not what you said. Fine. I feel like now's not the best time to pick a knit, Skindle. Well, yeah, if this, if she's concentrating, I'm not going to fuck with that. <laughs> I just said, <laughs> let's all just sit quietly until it's put back. <laughs> If you've got questions, ask them, because it's going to be here until we're out of view. Mostly, I just want to make sure that gets put back in the box, so that's all I'm Can't here for. yet until we're away from that dragon. Yep, understood. I started to open the box, and I felt something looking for the energies that it was putting out. So I fooled it and made it think they were coming from the dragon. So what? Sorry. What? That. <clears throat> the dragon's hunting the sword, which was a thing I had theorized when we first learned about how those void elves got stuck where they were. Say, when they said a giant dragon, I didn't imagine that the, the immensity, that particular one. Well. So theory confirmed. I mean, like just out of curiosity, <laughs> where was the dragon before it was here? Presumably hunting this thing wherever it was previously, but it got here real quick. So the last time we'd heard about a dragon relating to this sword, it was uh, attacking the Void Elf fleet that was carrying it. So, somewhere between there and here. Right, I actually okay. know 
I asked them which sector, so I know which sector they got attacked in. Is that that's pretty far away? Oh yeah. Well, yes, they got it can travel through Ganunga Gap. Yes, yes. On the on the on the galaxy map, it was somewhere over here. Yeah. It's just concerning if it can detect these energies from that distance. That's a real like a shark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. I, am, I imagine that it wasn't still there. That it has been a while since that attack. Or like a very, very predatory moth. I mean, but the point is like it had no idea where to search. Like I'm no math expert, but the odds that it just happened to be coming this way seem really, really low. Extremely. So happened to be coming, Jasira says. As soon as the casket was opened, the the blade started calling, and the beast answered. And it just appeared awesome. So, real quick patch to the bridge. Hey, how fast are we exiting this area? Fast as we possibly can. All right. Do we have any idea what's up with Space Deathwing out there? Yes, and we'll tell you once it's gone. Yep. Reasonable. All right. So, yeah. (laughs) Still like... Ah. I'm headcanoning that Till is a scholar of human-based lore from, <laughs> from several century, from several millennia back. He played one video game a long. He long played time, one long, video long game ago. a very long time ago. Found it only had four expansions. The copy he was able to get. <laughs> no, you were just you were playing classic, classic, classic. <laughs> They had to re they, they they had to relaunch the game under a new company after your old one fell apart due to allegations. Um, <laughs> I thought we were making jokes, not telling the truth. I mean, it hasn't actually life. fallen apart yet. Give it time. Um, You know, I'm not even going to say it. We're, we're, let, let's just let this thing go away, and then we'll... Yep. Yep. A few oh. minutes pass, and then eventually Jasira brings her hands together, and the doors on the casket seal and seam together in such a way that you can't even see that they were doors. They seem like just a solid wall again. And arcane runes flicker along the side of it, and pulse back to life, and then disappear from sight. And she puts her hands down and lets out a breath. <sighs> I never want to do that again. Funny you say that. No, it's not. Yeah, looking down at, <laughs> at Kendall. No, it, it kind of is, because... Um... Like, I appreciate that you had to do that for this situation. But a lot, I I didn't know. Did anybody else? 
who knew of that this was this was a thing that might happen what that what was the thing that might happen using the thing we're not supposed to use nobody knew nobody knew we were going to come across that gesturing towards where the dragon was she said she had an idea of what could happen did you know that this was this was one possible creature hunting it i had a mm, quite oh, i quite frankly i didn't know what was going to happen when i opened it i knew bad things could happen if i had to take up the blade right. and even get that far that's the part i'm talking about I had a theory that a dragon was hunting it. I had no idea it was that big or would react that quickly, though. I'm talking about opening the thing and taking the thing out and potentially using it in this situation. That was my idea. Like, okay. Out of character, he did say that would that they'd be opening up the box and using their present when he came up to join the rest of you. Yeah, and I don't think I don't know. If okay, Kindle, there was like, a whole lot of who's where and what that was not clear about. Yeah, that. like I said, I, mm-hmm. I fully, I fully believe my 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 view of it is that Kendall didn't piece together what that meant. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, because that was when everybody was like, "Hey, no, 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 no." Yeah, no, no. You're not here. You're there. You're not. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I feel like you know, if you're call me crazy, but if you're gonna potentially use the thing that puts everybody's life potentially in a worse situation than the bad situation that they were already in, maybe we should get like a unanimous agreement on it. If I had waited to talk to everybody else about the circumstances we would still be discussing it when that dragon woke up when we were in the middle of a bandit hideout we spent 30 minutes arguing very loudly so that they could prepare to kill us when we eventually found them I wasn't going to let that happen with a giant psychic dragon that wanted to eat us all and wear us He's not wrong, though. When we're going to pull these big things, we do... I I agreed that we... There wasn't much else that we could do, but we do need to inform everybody... Oh, no, I'm... Before fu- the decision. I am fully willing to take the blame for that, but I don't regret the decision. And you do it again without telling us? If that was the situation we were in, until such a time as this group has proven that they can make decisions quickly, I'm not going to let you all die to arguments. Awesome. Excuse me. And she exits. Just is just wiping sweat from her face. Cast detect magic to make sure all those goddamn seals are still working. <laughs> you look at you look it up and down, and yeah, you can see the complexity of the seals at work here. They have they have been reactivated. The whole ten minutes, just making sure <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but after that, he'll head back up. Trying to like fake it out, like just turning to leave the room, huh? <laughs> Spin around, like trying to catch it off guard. 
uh, and then I'll cast alarm on it before I leave. <laughs> I'm gonna stay in the cargo bay and make sure that nothing else, like just sort of monitor and make sure that nothing with that sword breaks free further. So that, that since we've opened it once. If things calm down in the cockpit uh, on the bridge, Till's going to go looking for Kendall as soon as things seem to have come to some sort of status quo. After the after they get out of visual range of the dragon, uh, things start to calm down. Okay, which is about the time that they which started is, shutting which the is, box, which right? Is exactly when Jasiro started shutting the box. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, wherever Kendall's headed, Till probably finds her fairly quickly. It's He's not just going that. back to her room. Miss Fairchild? Huh? Yep. Are you all right? Oh, I'm fine. I. Are you okay? Phased out a bit during that fight. Just wanted to make sure that nothing happened that I wasn't aware well, of. Oh, yeah, no, it was all good. Uh, I, I, I killed one of those brain thingies. The, everything else Very died. Good. It's all good. All right. Yep. Uh, Everything's fine. Are you more aware of what happened with the, why we had a second dragon? You know. I guess you should go talk to one of the adults about that. And she just walks into her room and shuts the door. Phil's going to kind of chew his tongue a little bit, just kind of staring at this closed door. All right. Mm-hmm. And he'll just start wandering the halls and see who he runs into. <laughs> And as Till prepares to seek someone out to find out what the fuck happened while he was knocked out and why a second dragon showed up, that's where we're going to end for the week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Goodbye.